on May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. Visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus. Morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. It's sunny, it's cold, it's almost Christmas. Dwayne Long is here. Dwayne, how goes it? Well, like you said, it's sunny and cold. That always affects my mood. Uh, I love seeing the sun, but it is a little chilly. The climate for getting things done. We hope today, and we're going to answer the people. A thread was posted on the front row yesterday evening. Questions for the BM5. Please submit them. You've done that. We're going to tackle them right now. Question number one comes from Northwest Ohio Buck 2009. Highest draft pick after it's all said and done. Sonny Stiles, CJ Hicks, Jack Sawyer, JT Tuamolau. Pick one. Oh, man. What a question. Uh, well, we haven't seen the, the, the young guys yet. So uh, I'll go with either Sawyer or Tuamalo. Uh, we've seen more of Tuamalo. Um, but, you know, if you just go by impact plays, I would go Jack Sawyer. He's been on the field a little less, and he, whenever he's on the field, you notice him. He's going to make something happen out there. So I hope that, uh, that we're going to have more of him. Um, well, we, we will see more of those guys this fall uh, as sophomores. Uh, just too talented to keep him off the field. It would be one of those two. Um, with a gun to my head, I'd go with Jack Sawyer. Do we think Ohio State is going to focus and wait to the second signing period to bring in guys from the portal, given the way things are in flux right now? I will take this one. I think this is completely uncharted waters and as a case-by-case basis. I think Ohio State is looking at its roster, seeing who's going, and then they'll address accordingly. And I do think there will be an influx of this after the bowl game. I think everyone is kind of seeing this in two seasons, the pre and post bowl game scenario. Number three, Dwayne, how many further staff changes do you think there will be and who would you like to see them go after or who are the best and most realistic replacements? Not an easy question. I don't, I I think it's just, you know, uh, you answered that pretty much with your, your previous uh, response. And that is we don't know, what's going to happen. They're probably looking now first at at what we need and number two, what is out there. And I think that, that, you know, we've just got to pay attention to the portal. It is what it is. I know fans 
don't like it. We need to get right with that. The, the, the portal is, you, they've given these kids an opportunity to go in to a school, see what the landscape is, see where they fit in. Uh, and, and it's not just on the field. You know, uh, some players just, it's not a good fit with the coaching staff, with where they decided to go to school. Once they're there on campus, they're not sure about the place. Um, the portal is what it is. I really think that the portal may need an adjustment. Uh, what that is, I don't know. I need to put some more thought into that. But it's just, uh, as you said, wild, wild west out there. You don't know what's who's going where. Uh, I, the perfect example is with Ewers. That was crazy. That entire situation graduates early and then comes here, and he's not here, what, six months? And he's off and running. So, uh, you know, I – I think we, we're going to need an adjustment on the, uh, the, the NCAA has got to consider something else with the transfer portal. Big thanks to Buckeye Warrior, Goaded, and Screw the Blue 82 for submitting multiple questions. Here is one. Guest interview ideas. Can the BM5 get any of these people as a guest for an interview? The names are Jack Nicholas, Kirk Herbstreet, Gene Smith, Kevin Warren, and Phil Steele. Okay, Phil Steele we've had on the show before. It was a bit back in the day. That's a definite we can get him. Kevin Warren, there's no chance he would ever come on the show. Gene Smith, that's actually possible. It will require a little schmoozing. We can try and work on that one. Jack Nicholas, I don't have a connection to Jack Nicholas. I did happen to run into him in the parking lot of the last Ohio State game I went to. He could not have been more gracious. Kirk Herbstreet, believe it or not, I don't know how long ago this was. It may have been coming up on a decade, but Kirk Herbstreet used to frequently email Mr. Bucknuts and ask him to lay off. In fact, Kirk Herbstreet's father even reached out to Mr. Bucknuts once or twice to ask him to lay off. So I reached out to Kirk one time and we actually had lunch with him and he came down to Dayton and sat in the studio with Dave Bill and I for over an hour. Now he has gotten way more famous since then. So it's doubtful that he will come back on the show because he doesn't need us anymore, but we've actually had Kirk Herbstreet and Phil Steele on the show. We will try and get them back. I think I have Kirk's cell phone number somewhere. We'll work on that one to be fair though. He has gotten interplanetary popular, so unlikely. All right, last question before the break. Dwayne, the loss of Josh Proctor, was it bigger than we give it credit for? I don't, we haven't talked about that much, if at all. And this guy was the, the, the linchpin. He held the defense together. He was probably making the calls with the, with the uh, entire secondary, and he's gone. And look at what we ended up with. We are not very good at safety. We talk about linebacker. We talk about corner. We are really so short at safety. Uh, it, it's, it's <laughs> and not, one, you know, we don't have a guy with his experience beyond the fact that he was the most talented safety. Absolutely had an impact on this. He could get guys lined up. We saw what happened, the drop off when Fuller left. We didn't give Fuller the credit he deserved. And look what happened. Well, now we lost Proctor and things. It, yeah, absolutely. It was huge losing Fuller. 
or excuse me, it was huge using uh, losing Proctor and having him back is is uh, is going to be it's going to be it's going to have a huge impact on the secondary. Take a quick break. Come back. Tackle more questions. All right, we are back. Goat it's on a roll. Do you think Dwayne Devin Brown can push Kyle McCord for the number two QB spot next season? I mean, the kid is so talented. Uh, we're still uh, crying about Ewers, but uh, Devin Brown, if you actually are honest and, and read things objectively, there was a lot of people uh, saying that Devin Brown outperformed Ewers when they were head-to-head in competitions in, uh, in seven-on-sevens and whatnot. Uh, but I still uh, – there's just too much experience. We've seen what's happened with uh, experience. We've watched it break down this year that uh, the advantage that that uh, C.J. Stroud had over the other quarterbacks, it had a it was big time. And now um, McCord's going to have two seasons in front of uh, this kid. Uh, no, I don't see Brown challenging, but there's a chance he could play. We got to realize we've only got two quarterbacks in there. So. Having Brown ready, having Brown getting game reps, absolutely, we should definitely do that. Yeah, I don't think he could push him for the number two spot in terms of who you'd go to if someone went down. But if anyone feels bad about the quarterback situation, seriously, that means they just haven't watched the Devin Brown film. He is really, really special. Go check it out. All right, Dwayne. The stud experiment has to be over, right? I'm not going to put the other negativity on there. This is, of course, in reference to Greg Stadrawa, the much beleaguered offensive line coach. There have always been rumors about his status. What's your vibe on the situation? Well, I tell you what, with the quality of talent coming in this this lineup, you know, you gotta you gotta say, Coach, what's going on here? Why did the first time we came up against a couple of defensive ends that were talented and motivated? Um, we got, we got hammered. They stuffed the run in general, just period across the board. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've never been that enamored of stud. Uh, I go back to when he hired in and someone, uh, some member of, uh, Bucknuts went over and, uh, to the LSU board and they were laughing that we had taken stud as our offensive line coach absolutely laughed. Now you got to look at the quality of talent he's brought in, but is he the technician that need that we need to get this offensive line to be better than what they are? We've got a bunch of elite guys out there now, Dan, we, we should not struggle like this. You know, if they run into a, a bus all one day and, and, uh, uh, run into a, a good defense that can uh, give them a hard time. That's one thing, but they got dominated. An Ohio State offensive line should not get dominated like it did against Michigan. That was embarrassing. So whatever needs to happen, it's not a, ta- a matter of talent. No, there's no question about that. It's something went wrong there. Uh, maybe we need to just turn the offensive line over to Kevin Wilson. He made his bones as an offensive line coach. That that can't happen again. 
will never win another national championship with the offensive line performing like that against a quality defensive line. The next question is known facts to share related to the running backs, depth, transfer, rumors, et cetera, and tell you what we've been hearing. It's going to be pretty much the status quo going forward. Travion Henderson will be the main guy, and you've got Mayan Williams and Evan Pryor to back him up. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Master Teague. I don't really see a major role for him on the squad going forward. Dwayne from 32 Buckeye Forever. Name the three incoming freshmen that will have the biggest impact next season. Mind you, Dwayne was the only person on the Tyreek Williams bandwagon last year. Dwayne, go. C.J. Hicks is going to make it on the football field. That's the one that stands out. Whether it's uh, Sonny Styles, he's an immensely talented kid. Whether he's going to be physically ready to play or not, if he is, he's going to get on the football field. Uh, other than him, I think, I, I think the guy that's underrated in this class, it's not uh, a great offensive line class. It's actually one of the worst, not just – Buckeye classes, but also uh, just in general. It was not a good class to pick from. But I think we may have scored one with uh, Tegra to Shobola. I think that kid is just immense physical. I mean, I've seen him throwing kids around. Uh, so he may, uh, may force his way into the lineup. Another one we have to look at. He's down the list. People aren't talking about him. We got to get a tight end in here, Dan. We got to get a tight end with some size who can who can uh, block against uh, uh, defensive ends, who can uh, hold the point there, seal off, create an edge. We need some uh, some bigger bodies in there. Bennett Christian could get on the football field. We just don't have the guys that we need. We got a couple of good H backs in there with uh, with. Um, uh, G. Scott and with um, Joe Royer, those guys, you know, you want to get them out there as, as that second tight end, get out there and uh, uh, work the middle of the field and, and in the flats catching footballs. We got them. Those, get, those, those are talented guys. But just in-line blocking, we got to get bigger. We got to get somebody in here. So uh, I think he could be a surprise getting on the field at a very early point. Um, also, uh, I believe that that uh, Jair Brown could come in here and, and help us. He's a bigger cornerback, and we're going to be looking for bodies there. We got we got uh, uh, Cam Brown coming back was huge because now we got him and Burke. We at least got a pair of starters that are that are going to get it done if Brown could stay healthy. Uh, but you you need more than that. You need a lot of bodies at cornerback these days. So those those two guys, I believe, uh, those are the guys that I think could get in there and and help us this year. We're going to try and go rapid fire here, and if we don't get to your question, we will table it and put it on the record for next Tuesday's show. Go to I think Kion Gray's can be the next Chris Olave. Do you agree? Boy, that's that's a lofty expectation. Yeah, you're you think about what you're asking of that kid, uh, and you've got uh, Caleb Brown is certainly uh, capable, and uh, my favorite receiver in in the in the class actually there's two is uh, Caleb Burton and uh, Kojo Antwi. Mm-hmm. Those two right there are just guys that uh, they they touch it 
you better get on because they're going to take it home. Okay, I'll take this one. If you were Ryan Day, would you have stopped recruiting Eli Ricks? I know this is a very popular subject. Um, I think when they graded everything out, the fact that you bring in a guy for what's going to be one year to a roster where many guys are ready to get on the field, I think that would have had an effect. I don't think the Ricks camp is known for being a go-with-the-flow camp. I can't say that any more clearly. So I don't have any problem with them not recruiting Ricks. Plus, you've got Cam Brown coming back. Ricks is not better than Denzel Burke. You know, if the Seven Banks comes back, you've got some depth there. I don't see how that would have made a major difference. Ricks is, of course, a very good player. But I think given the drama and the potential for more drama, I don't have any problem with the decision. I don't either, Dan. I got to say that I I just... uh... Like you said, it still goes back to one year. Well, then we're right back in this situation again. Let's get our guys up to speed. I've said for ever since uh, we started recruiting them that I absolutely b- believe in uh, Jacqueline Johnson and and uh, uh, Jordan uh, Jordan Hancock. Those guys are huge talents. Huge talents had injury problems. There were things that kept them off the field last year. We need to go with our guys. Been, been, uh, uh, they've been in our system. They, uh, and it's not just, you know, we're getting ready to change defensive schemes. So uh, that wouldn't be as big a deal as just being part of this program. It's different. LSU was a mess last year. I mean, my goodness. And you don't know where that kid's head's at. Like you said, there's, there's some things there that uh, his team may not be people we want around us. I don't have any problem with what we did. We will finish with this. Who are you most excited to see at wide receiver next season? Emeka Egbuka is a personal fave. He could be the next Garrett Wilson. I will take this one. One, this is what I know about the receiving core next year. Jackson Smith Najigba is going to break the single season receptions record. I can virtually guarantee that. And I would agree with Buckeyes and Spurs. Emeka Egbuka would be my number two guy to look at for next year. He might even be better with the ball in his hands than Garrett Wilson. I'm not sure he's the natural athletic receiver Garrett is. As long as Brian Hartline is in charge of that room, we have nothing to worry about. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. We appreciate the questions. We have them all on there for next week. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Bucknutters.